and we would walk in and we would see the masses, Austin saw the individuals. And a number of times I would turn around and Austin wasn't with us. He was over talking to a homeless person or he was telling somebody who was working at a restaurant that, that God loves them, God has a plan for their life. So on many occasions our trip was just paused so that Austin could go in and individually minister to the people. When we see the masses, if we really have a heart after God, we see the individuals. And we ask God to point out the hurting people that we can go and just speak of a word encouragement to. And I pray that we all would have that kind of heart, that we would have that heart not just to see the groups, but to see the people. So I asked Austin if he would uh, share his heart. This, this young man of God has such a future, and I'm so proud to call him son, and I'd like to invite him up here to speak. So would you welcome Austin Richard Burkhardt. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray real quick. Can we do that? Let's, let's pray. All right, God, thank you so much just that you're so good. Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this place right now. Open our hearts. Lord, may the words that I say just be only from you. So Holy Spirit, just invite you in right now, God. We thank you, Father, Lord, that we would just manifest you all the days of our lives, God. Thank you for the identity that you bought for us. Thank you for the cross, God. Lord, may we just realize the goodness of what you've done, God, and the simplicity of the gospel and what you've called us to. So, Lord, I just speak a blessing over this congregation right now, and I thank you, Father, for your presence that's here, and it's working on our hearts and our minds. In Jesus' name, amen. So, today I'm going to be talking about living in the fire. And you may be wondering, okay, what's, what is this? But uh, I want to show you guys a picture real quick. If we'll go ahead. And if you don't know who this is, uh, that is, that is Hulk Hogan. And that is him tearing off of his shirt. And this is weird, but I was praying this week, just seeking the Lord's face. And um, just the amazement of the cross was just, just getting poured over me. Guys, sometimes we overcomplicate the gospel, and the cross is just so simple. God wanted to get you back so badly that he gave himself. And the, the, the picture that I had was just the veil tearing from top to bottom completely. And it was like Hulk Hogan just in his rage and excitement tearing off of his shirt. And it was just God saying that he was so excited to get back to his children because that's his will. He, he came to get inside of us. And he was so excited. The veil tore. It wasn't just like a wind that pushed through. The veil that, that separated us from God in the Holy of Holies. The veil was torn because God was said, it is finished. And I can be with my kids now. And man, it gets me every time. And it's just, it's so good. And so I just keep wanting to talk about how this gospel is real. We don't serve a philosophy. We don't serve a way of life. This isn't just a thought process. It's a total supernatural thing. When Christ comes, there's a total rebirth. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you have to be born again. We were born into Adam. We're born into Christ, and we have the identity of sons and daughters. And so, you are the only Jesus that some people see. We are, we are to the world, and it even says in 2 Corinthians 2.15, it says this, it says, For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. And the thing about an aroma is that everywhere it goes, it fills a house. Everywhere that we go, we fill a house. We're like just spiritual, just light in the darkness. And in, just in a dark room, it just gets light, lit up. And so why is it, though, 
that Christians are sometimes more known for their issues than for the Jesus that's inside of them. Why is that? When we become Christians, our subscription to issues is canceled because we only had one real issue, and that was that we were separated from our Father and we needed to get back. And it's not that we don't go through stuff. Man, life happens sometimes. Man, life happens, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen, but it, what it does mean is that we define it through the lens of Christ and what He has already done for us. And we don't look at our situation as defining who we are. We define the situation as what Jesus says that we are and the price that he paid for us. If you're living a life just filled with issues today, I'm not, I'm not here to beat you up. I'm not here just to tell you that you shouldn't be bad boy. I'm here to give you hope to say that there's Jesus, man, and he's awesome. And I'm, I'm, I'm like this, you know, I've, 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 I've had amazing parents, and they, they are great. And we, man, this church is so blessed by them. And, but it's, it's truly, it's Jesus that's gotten a hold of my life. And I, I, it's like, I can't change the subject. It's where everywhere I go, it's not bragging about me, it's only him. It's not that I'm just a good person, it's that Jesus is awesome, and he lives inside of me, and he likes to love people. Right. Ephesians 4, through 24 says, You were taught, with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted in it by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Righteousness and holiness. That's who God called us to be. And sometimes, if we're not looking through the mind of what Christ has already done for us, we can read this and be burdened, because we look at our lives, we look at our fruit maybe, and think, man, I don't know. But the thing is, we have to walk in the identity of who Christ has put inside of us, and righteousness and holiness flows through that. How do we do this? It involves dying to ourselves. Man, the Bible says, you know, Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you've got to take up your cross. You've got to die to yourself and live for Jesus. There's, it's, it's not about us. It's not about us at all. It's about Jesus inside of us and the image of God that gets restored like that. We were, we were created in his image. You know, Genesis 1.26, God says, let us create man in our image. And so we were, were created in the image of God, but when man ate the fruit, the image was broken. God said, if you eat the fruit, you will die. Adam didn't die. He didn't, you know, right then and there. Who he was died. And that image that was on him was broken, okay? We were all born into this. But when we're born into Jesus, that image that was on, that was, that was our created image, our created value, that image gets restored back into us. So we're no longer ourselves. We are the image of God. Man, Ephesians 5 says to imitate God. He called us, he, I mean, he gave you the ability to imitate him and to do that through Jesus. Don't be condemned by that. Be, be encouraged that Jesus wants to reveal himself. He wants to manifest himself through you to other people. That's what a Christian is, a follower of Christ, a representation of Jesus. I say all this to say that Jesus makes a difference. He really does. It's not just a prayer we pray to get our passport to heaven. Colossians 3, 9 through 10 says, Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of the, in the image of 
its creator. That's who we become as Christians. We're being renewed in the image of our creator, that image that was broken that gets restored with Jesus. You know, when we go through stuff as Christians, we don't allow it to define who we are because Jesus paid a really high price to do that already. But today I want to talk to you about some guys who really went through the fire, physical fire. And so if you open your Bibles real quick, we're going to go to Daniel 3, and we're going to start in verse 8 real quick. So I'll give you guys just a second to do that. Cool. So we'll go ahead and get the verse on the screen as well. So Daniel 3, verse 8, says this. It says, At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. Your majesty had I- has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold, and that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into the blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of providence of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Jews who were you know, captured by Babylon, this is, this is after all that, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Verse 13, furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were, were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold that I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all the kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. Then what god will be able to rescue you from my hand? Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. So I want to pause real quick right here. They're not making an escape clause for God. Like, okay, maybe God's going to do this, maybe not, you know. They are, that what they're saying is that even if we die here, we're still winning because we get to go be with God. As Christians, we can't lose. I mean, even when we go through stuff, James 1 verse 2, it says, Consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Guys, Christians, we're supposed to shine bright whenever stuff comes at us. Man, that is, it is it's huge. You know, that, that's what separates us from the world is the Jesus that's inside of us and the reaction to things that, that go on in our lives. So I want to continue right here. Verse 19, Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual. I want to go back. His attitude changed. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. His attitude changed. Sometimes we have a problem when people have an attitude with us. When, you know, there's, you know, we get cut off in traffic or, you know, someone, you know, doesn't do us right. But guys, we don't have the right to be offended. We, we're, we're, we are to respond with Jesus. No matter what people's attitudes are towards us, our attitude, we can't, we, that doesn't define us anymore. Because Jesus has done that. And we respond with Jesus. Okay, so... Continuing, verse 20, he says, And he commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego 
and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men were wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and their clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar, verse 24, leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men we tied up and threw into the furnace? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth one looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. I want to tell you guys that when Jesus shows up, when Jesus is manifested in a situation, attitudes change. Spirits are broken because, you know, we just sang it, when you walk into the room, everything changes. Man, talk about being in the fire with Jesus, with God, and nothing else matters because they're with him. They're in a fire. They're in, they're in a blazing furnace, and nothing else matters. And Jesus changes the whole situation, even around the fire, not just in the fire, but around the fire as well. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, perfects, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. We're going to just a little bit more, guys. Verse 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Therefore, I decree that any people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would be cut into pieces and their house turned into piles of rubble, for no other God can save in this way. Nebuchadnezzar goes hard. Okay, I, I don't know if you read Daniel, but just everything. God, God continues to work on him to the very end. And so, verse 30 says, Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Man, Jesus is amazing. We just get a hold of that. God is God is good, and we we lose sight of that because we allow life to speak louder than the truth. But Jesus is amazing, and God is so good. Okay, this is more the story here is, isn't just a story. It's not just a Veggie Tales episode, which was awesome. Shad, Meshach, Benny. Okay, this is how this is a model of how we live our lives as Christians. Nothing else matters when Jesus is there. We could be in the fire, and we even shine brighter than the fire. Do you realize that he's looking into a fire and seeing things? In the fire, we shine brightest, okay? When, when you know, bumpers meet in an accident, Jesus shines. We don't, we don't oh man, you know, they, uh, they shouldn't have done that. Jesus shines. There's not one time that these guys were freaking out. Why do we? Why do we? okay. It was never about the flames. It was about the one who was in there with them. Okay? In life, it's never about what we go through. It's about who's there with us. It's about who's inside of you. Is Jesus manifesting in your life? And, and it's crazy because we hear about a breakout of Ebola or just some crazy thing going on and everyone just freaks out. Because, you know, it's, it's like we get our, our focus off of Jesus 
and onto what's going on around us. And you know what's crazy is Jesus said, do not fear and do not worry. But why is it that our first reaction to things is fear, worry, and then we pray? Instead of the complete opposite or not the fear and worry at all, you know, just prayer. Knowing who God is, knowing the promises that he's given us. Guys, this thing is real. Jesus is awesome. Christ didn't come so we could have our passports to heaven. He came to get heaven inside of us. He came to restore that was broken when Adam ate the tree in the image of God comes back into our lives, and it's awesome. It is just as much of a miracle to react like Christ when things collide as it is to see someone get raised out of a wheelchair. And I'm all about miracles. They're awesome. But both require Christ. Both are impossible without Jesus. And we, we glorify one over the other. But, but even in the small things, man, David killed the, the lion and the bear in the secret place. What are we doing in the secret place, man, when no one's looking? When we're on the road alone and, and someone has road rage against us, you know, what, what, what's in our hearts? Have we allowed Jesus, the, the reality of who he says we are and who we are to him truly manifests in our lives? Because, man, it changes stuff. There's another, there's another fire here. It's the fire of the Holy Spirit and it burns inside of us. And we can live in that. We don't have just moments of that. You know, there's, there's times like people, we go on mission trips and it's like, man, God was just doing so much stuff and it was awesome. And then we come back and it's like, oh, life. No, what happens is our focus and our perspective on what God is doing is, is going on to what's going on around us instead of who Christ is. So today we're, we're going to go over just three points, okay? And it's not one, two, three. The, the Bible's not a formula, guys. It's God's heart. And without the Holy Spirit, without his, his power in our lives, the, you, you, could, you could read the whole Bible and it not make a difference. But with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus, it changes everything because it's the heart of God revealed to man. So how do we, how do we live in the fire? How do we live in, in that place? First, our identity has to be set. Okay, You have to understand the value of your life before you can see the value that God gives and puts in other people's lives or else we'll just see people the way we see them instead of how God sees them. But first, you have to understand the price that Jesus paid for your life. You know, he, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't love yourself, if you're still hung up over something you did five years ago, then you can't, there, there's not love there. I tell you, if we get into this place, we will really actually fall in love with God. And it won't be something that we just have to go through. It won't have to be a routine. We won't have to bite our tongue so that we can resist this. We're just in love. And we just react. The only reason we should have an identity crisis is if we're still living for ourselves. Because if we're living, if it's not about you, then it's not about how uh, someone treated you or how someone rejected you. And it's awesome. Okay, we, we do Evangelism Fridays at UTA, and it's really cool. And I love getting to see these freshmen who want to come in and, and they want to they go, go do some evangelism for the first time. Like they're in college, you know, everything's new and it's, and it's awesome. But they're still just like a little, like, man, what if someone just shuts me down, you know? And the, the, the thing that God has poured into my life, and I get to pour into theirs, is this, is that people cannot take from you what they did not give you. If God has accepted you, who can reject you? And when we live in that place, we don't get offended anymore. 
We don't have issues with people because we've been accepted and people can't take from us what they never gave us in the first place. We talked about earlier about that image of God that gets restored in our lives. And this image gives us boldness before God. Romans 5 says that, that we can have boldness before the throne of God. We have peace with God through Jesus. We ever, if you ever just need something to be thankful about, be thankful that you have peace with God through Jesus. You don't have to strive. You don't have to worry. You have peace with God. We see that these three guys who went into the flames, they knew who their God was. They knew that he was mighty to save. And they knew their value to him. We have to do the same if we're going to be in the flames and it, it, it not even matter. Guys, it's not about us. Us has died and we have been raised with Christ and newness of who he is. That's why I love just baptism and just the symbolism of like literally old man dying, new man coming up. And if you haven't been baptized, we want to do that here because it's awesome. You know, it's, 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 it's an outward expression of what's going on on the inside. And I remember when this, this concept of like, you know, it's, it's really not about us. And the thing is, when it, there's a false humbleness and a true humbleness. False hum- humbleness says, it's not about me, so I'm worthless. True humbleness says, it's not about me, and I'm, I'm, I'm worth everything to God. Okay, and I remember when this first started hitting me, and I was, I was 16, and I had my first job at Rudy's Barbecue. Okay, and I even remember Miss Sherry and Sarah, they came and visited me when I first started there, and, and I, was, I was busting tables and just cleaning everything off, and, and uh, it, was, it was a great first job, you know, just learning really good work ethic, and uh, man, you just clean so many tables during a day, and you just, you gotta, you gotta have something, like, you gotta sing, or you gotta, like, I don't know, I was, I was really into, like, trying to make my own rap back then, so I just, I came up with this little rhyme, and it was just, it was just something that just, off the top of my heart, and it was just, like, it, it was, I was just wiping tables, and it's, like, it's not about my fame, it's about the glory of your name, and just something just, like, shook within me. I'm not living for my, my fame, I'm living to glorify your name, and it's, like, Wow. You know, it, it was one of those things. It was just like, man, it, I tell you what, all day I was, I was seeing that <laughs> under my breath because it was just, it resonated within me. And it was because God was starting to really affirm his identity and who I was. And it was like, wow. And, and just the more that I, like, got into the word, the more I saw that, like, that was just reaffirming that. And the, th- the thing, guys, it's like, we, it's not about not loving yourself. We don't love ourselves. We love the Jesus that's inside of us and who he's called us to be. Guys, it, is the, it has been finished. The war has been won. That's what Jesus said. So second point is our focus is single. Okay, what do, what do I mean? You ask. Okay, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 22, it says that if your eyes are healthy, King James Version says that if your eye is single, then your whole body will be full of light. What he's saying here is that if our perspective is healthy, if we can see ourselves the way that God sees us as just so valuable that, man, okay, real quick. If the value of something is determined by the price you pay for it, heaven went bankrupt to get you, okay? Do you realize that? The value of something, your value has been determined, okay? So if your perspective is healthy, if what you see is healthy, how you see God and how he loves you, then your whole body will be full of light. 
So let's look at this from a different perspective. Matthew 11, okay, we have John the Baptist, and he's in prison. Okay, he had just finished talking about, here's Jesus, this, the Son of God. He's come to take away the sins of the world. Okay, it was, in the, it was awesome. Jesus gets baptized. There's, the Holy Spirit comes on Jesus like a dove, and it's awesome. But here, Matthew 11, John the Baptist sends some of his disciples to say, are you really the one that we've been looking for? Okay, and it's like, wait, hold on just a second. Just a while ago, he had just said, that's Jesus, that's the Son of God. You know, what? did he like change his mind? What, what changed here? The only thing that changed was John was in prison. His focus had gotten off of what God was doing and onto his situation. And Jesus replies to him with this. He says, in verse 5, it says, The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are healed, the deaf hear, and the good news is preached to the poor. So why didn't he point to any, like, himself of, like, the validity of who he was? What he was saying was, John, look here. Look at, what's, look at what I'm doing. And mom, you're, you're preaching it earlier. Never let anything become bigger than the presence of God and what he is doing than anything in your life. And your perspective will be good. Okay? And if you're thinking, man, nothing's going on here in Pantigo. Get on the internet. I promise you, there's things going on in the world. You know, we talk about, man, we really want revival. We want, we want this. And it, but guys, revival lives in you. Revival's in, in here, okay? It goes where you go. That's right, because the Holy Spirit goes where you go, and that is revival. And man, God's doing stuff. We just have to, we have to keep our eyes on that. Look at, Jesus said, look at what I'm doing, John. He didn't say, well, you know, if you look at the validity of the line and, and all those things, all the things he could have said, he said, John, look at what I'm doing. We need to be looking at what God's doing. So, you know, our focus really needs to be single. Um, and back to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the focus was not on the flames or the threats or on anything. The focus on our God. Our God is able, and he has the power to save us. And even, if, even if he doesn't, it's okay. We're okay. We're good. Man, when our focus is on what God is doing, we could, stuff could be coming at you, and it's okay. We can live in that place. Okay, guys. So, third point, final point. So you're seeking his kingdom. Matthew 6, 33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We worry about all these things a lot, I've noticed. And, man, even if just looking at the, the blessing of Abraham, you know, blessed in the city, blessed in the country, that comes when our focus is on his kingdom, not on our own. Jesus said, if we're seeking his kingdom and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto him. Amen. And when our identity is set, our focus is single, this one's easy, guys. Because it becomes our desire. When we're just broken before God and just say, God, I want your heart. This is his heart. His heart is for people, guys. His heart is, is to, to bring people to him. And we can finally just start seeing people the way God sees them. When we seek his kingdom, stress loses its power over our lives. I'm going to say that one again. When we seek first his kingdom, stress loses its power over our lives. When our prayer life is about gaining stuff, Instead of advancing the kingdom, we, we become disappointed with God because we pray for stuff, we pray for this and that, and then it doesn't happen. And it's like, God, where were you? You know? 
And I'm not talking about like, oh, I want a new car. God, give me a new car. And I mean, that, that could be a situation. But it's, it, and, and it doesn't happen. But Jesus said that if you ask, you'll receive. He said that, he even says in, in Matthew, uh, it says in John 16, 15, he says, all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said to the, sp- that's why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Freely you have been given, freely you give. Okay? It's about our heart, guys. When our heart is seeking after his kingdom, when we're after him, our prayer life becomes in tune with the promises of God, and we're not praying for things that he's already given to us, and we're advancing his kingdom, and then boom. Jesus said when you pray, you know, it will be given unto you. We can pray with boldness under God. We don't have to be, you know, like, okay, God, if you decide to do this, you know, if it's your will, you know, the will of God was made known through Jesus. And Jesus said that the promise of God are yes and amen through him. Okay, guys? So, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, man, they weren't seeking their own gain. If they were, they would have just bowed down with everybody else, not making a scene. They pursued the right kingdom, even if it meant their death. And guys, it comes back to loving our lives. Do we really love our lives, or do we love what Jesus has called us to be? You know, we, we hear a lot, like, um, even Revelation twelve eleven. it says that they overcame by the, the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And sometimes we stop there, and it says, and they love not their lives even unto death. Man, we got to stop loving our lives, guys, because Jesus has already paid for it. And it's not, it's not about being in a place of, like, Oh, man, I don't love myself. Man, the love of God lives inside of you, and it flows through you. He is crazy about you, guys. It's not about that. But when we hold on to things that people have said about us, it's still about us. It's not about what he said. It's about what we feel. Okay? And trust me, when you, lo- when you love your life through him, you'll finally see who you were created to be, and you won't be weirded out by looking in the mirror. You'll, you'll see the love that God has for you when you look in the mirror. It's awesome. These guys went through the fire, and they didn't even have to smell of smoke on them. That's what living in the presence of God constantly looks like. Going through it, not a hair was singed. Okay? They didn't smell like smoke. You know, just like two years later, we're still talking about issues we had with somebody or how they hurt us. Okay? But we can go through stuff and not even have the effect of it. Because we're living in the presence of God. And it's okay. We can live in that, guys. And you know what else is awesome about this story? Verse 30. It says, Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. You guys, if they were seeking their promotion, they would have just bowed down with everybody else. They were seeking his kingdom. Okay? And the promotion came. Okay? Sometimes we're like, you know, hey, do you have any prayer requests? You know, just, or like, hey, how can I be praying for you, brother? Oh, man, there's a promotion that opened up at my job. Really like it, you know. And in the right heart, that's, a, that's, that's fine. But guys, if we're seeking this kingdom, this stuff just comes. We're not worried about, oh, man, if I talk to someone about Jesus at my job, you know, if I start doing that, then maybe, you know, the boss won't have favor. Man, God gave you that job in the first place, okay? Don't covet what God's given you. He's given you your family. He's given you everything you have. Don't covet it. Because he gave it to you. You guys, it's, he's just, he's so good. 
And uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to close real quick, but I'd like for everybody just to stand up real quick. Everyone, you know, man, like I said at the beginning, this isn't a philosophy or a religion we serve. This is Jesus, and he's amazing. But if we're not in that place of, of, of seeing God the way that, that, you know, he sees us, then, man, we're going to allow life just to speak louder than the truth, and that's not okay. And if you guys, man, I just want everyone to just lift your hands real quick. We're gonna, I'm going to pray over you guys. And, man, Jesus is just going to do some stuff on our hearts because I'm just feeling in my heart that there's still just some, like, hurt or just, you know, something that, that Jesus needs to take care of. So, Father God, thank you for your cross, God. Thank you, Lord, that your love covers us, Lord. Lord, may our identity never be found in what people do to us, God, because that doesn't even matter. May it be found in what you have done for us, God, and the price you paid for us, God. Thank you, Father, for who you say we are. Lord, may this body be just reaffirmed in the love you have for us, God. And everywhere we go, Lord, I pray that that love would just flow out, Father God. I thank you for freedom. I thank you for freedom in the mind, God, right now. No more, no more just uh, deceiving thoughts or anything, God. Lord, may our mind just be the mind of Christ. We thank you that you've given us a new heart and a new mind, God. Thank you, Father, Lord, that you renew us, Lord. You make all things new. We thank you, Father Jesus, and we just speak freedom, God. I thank you in your word that says that he who the Son has set free is free indeed. So, Lord, just may your spirit of freedom just swipe over this, this place right now, Father God chains just be broken in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, for your goodness, God, and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Man, there's freedom. Man, freedom. Not this, man, I'm going through this and this and like, you know, struggling with this. There's who the, who the Son has set free is free indeed. Live in that freedom today, guys. He loves you so much. Thank you for, for letting me come and just share my heart. I love it. You guys are awesome. Man, he wants to do so many great things. Man, we are the aroma of Christ. Go smell. Okay, go smell. Okay, so now I just want to invite my dad back up here. He's going to speak the blessing real quick over us. So. you did too and that was a message you can tell it was a message from the heart and uh, we're blessed to have young men in our congregation like Danny and Austin that are our, our future and we'll be taking the gospel to, to those corners of the world let me speak a blessing over you as we dismiss and according to God's word may the Lord bless you and protect you may he smile upon you and be gracious to you May he give you his favor and show you his peace. So go in his peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.